Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. I'm Austin Bexel with your fan headlines. Big win for Pitt basketball yesterday at number 21, Virginia, 74-63. Blake Kinson, 27 points in the victory. He joins us coming up next. Panthers have won four games in a row, 7-6 and six now in the ACC. That's fifth in the conference. Pitt returns home against Louisville, 6-30 on Saturday. You can hear it right here on 93.7 The Fan beginning at 6 o'clock. Headlines are powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more. Go to 937thefan.com. Right now, back to Joe Starkey. What a great game last night. Blake Hinson leading the way for Pitt. Pitt basketball back. Looks like last year where you're thinking at the beginning of the season, where is this going? And then by the middle of February, you're thinking maybe to some very good places. Blake Hinson is on the Sullivan Super Service fan hotline. Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. And I'll tell you this, in the wins over Virginia, Duke, and at West Virginia, this guy has shot 21 for 35 from three-point range in those three wins. I don't know if I could do that if he gave me a whole day of trying to do that with nobody guarding me. Blake Henson, how you doing today? Great game last night, man. How did that feel to go into that building and do that to a red hot team. Thank you. Um, it felt it felt good. It always feels good to you know ruin people's plans um, in this conference. I mean, all respect goes to that team and that program and that coach. But um, at the end of the day, we're all trying to go for each other, so it's good to stop that streak and be the ones to do it. It was really fun to watch. Speaking of that coach, Tony Bennett, it looked like he had uh, some complimentary words for you in the handshake line. What did he say? Actually, I was um, – my dad used to be a college uh, basketball coach way back when. And um, Coach Bennett's cousin, his name's Nick Bennett. Um, when I was a young pup with my dad, Nick Bennett was like a like an uncle to me. Like, oh, so wow. I, did, I just whispered in his ear and said, make sure you, you, you tell Nick Bennett. I said, hey, because I, I have a lot of respect for the Bennett. That is great. Well, as I said, Blake, at the opening here, this season kind of is starting to shape up like last season. Does it feel that way to you? Where, I mean, this, just say it, this started ugly this year. You guys were like one and six in the ACC, and now you've caught fire. Does it feel like last year? Um, I, I'm, I, I hate to compare. I'm not really a comparison person. I'm not going to. But, um, I mean, to give this team more credit, I mean, we, we do have high schoolers. Well, they're not high schoolers anymore, but we did have high schoolers to start the season. So a little bit more of an excuse to start slow compared to last year's team where us older guys, we had no business starting that slow, but we got it together. But 
Um, you know, every 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 year is different. Every season is different. Every team is different. Um, but we're playing our best basketball right now, but it's, we could definitely play better. Was last night your guys' best all-around game of the season, do you think? No, I don't think so. But um, we played good enough to win, and that's all that matters. You're not going to play your best game every night as a team. Um, and we're not necessarily striving to that. All we're striving to do is win. And um, we competed at a high level, and that's all. That's all. That's all I ask out of the team, and that's all Coach asks out of us. Out of us, and that's going to result in good things. You said after the game, I think your quote was something along the lines of, "You know, we're playing like an NCAA tournament team." What do you think you have to do to clinch that, uh, so you don't put yourself in a situation where you have to win the ACC tournament? Uh, play like you want to win the ACC tournament. I mean, we went. We coming out to win every game. Uh, we could be undefeated or haven't won a game this season. We're coming out to win every game. Of course, we want to go to the tournament, but you don't go to the tournament unless you're taking the step in front of you. So the next step in front of us is Louisville. We're not necessarily just harping on the tournament. Uh, we're harping on winning the next game, which is going to equal us making a tournament bid. What turned it around for you guys, Blake, this year? No, nothing. I'm nothing. Just like I said, this is – this is basketball. This is sports. This is what comes with the game. This is this is what happens. Um, each team has a different point where they hit their stride, and um, you're seeing where we're, we're we're hitting our stride right now as a team. And it doesn't matter how you get there; it's just about getting there. And that's all that's going on. So nothing's different happening. This is just this was bound to happen. Blake Henson on the Sullivan Super Service Fan Hotline. You told me earlier this year after you lit up uh, WVU Coliseum, that you feel that whether you're 0 for 8 or 8 for 8, you feel just as sure that the next one's going in. Do you sense that teammates around you are starting to have that kind of confidence? You guys have become a bombs-away team, 14 of 32 from from three last night. Yeah. Uh, credit to our coach, man. I mean, I haven't – honestly, like I've always been a confident shooter, but not never as confident as I was under Coach Capel. And um, he just he instills that confidence on us. His his thing his his favorite thing to say is that's not that's not a shot that's our shot. That's so when you when you step up and shoot whatever shot you take, just know we're all with, we're all supporting that shot with you. And I think that's what creates that confidence for us to be quote unquote a bombs away team because when you get up and shoot it, you know the coach is behind you, just as confident as you when you're shooting it. And that's I mean that's all a player can ever ask for. What's it been like meshing your game with Bub? I thought he was really good all around last night, and he also hit a couple of big shots. Meshing, meshing my game with Bub is is very easy when somebody's that talented. And um, man, I, I think I think I'm really proud of how he's he's grown, and I've grown as well to play together with him. And um. We kind of get each. We we don't actually get each other in our spots, but we kind of know how to get out the way of each other, which is also important. Like, um, if he's gonna have this spot right here, then let him have that spot, clear this area for him, and vice versa for me. Man, I love watching Coach Capel during the games, and I'm not in the huddles, but it, he just has the commanding presence of like a general. Like he's never flustered. He's never freaking out. He just has like I said, a very commanding presence. Tell us about him and your relationship with him and 
whether you agree with that, that he, he has is sort of like a general-like demeanor about him. Yeah, and he has – you hit it on the head. Um, never gets flustered. Um, always – always seems sure about what he's saying and, and how and what he's doing and it and it, it trickles down throughout the whole staff and, the, and, and as well so um shout out to him and the coaching staff he's putting together like they do a great job with just what you're saying getting their points across and making commands but without yelling and without being flustered they have respect they don't need to scream or threaten you we have respect for our coaches and we and we follow their command couple more minutes with Blake Henson. I got to ask you about one of my favorite moments of the year, jumping up on the table at Duke. What, when you were looking around up there, what was running through your mind? What were, I saw what people were doing. Did you hear anything they were saying? No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get anything they were saying, but uh, according to their hand gestures, I think I could assume. <laughs> but um, just like uh, – I think it was Miko Hardman who caught the Super Bowl touchdown. It was kind of like a blank out moment. Like honestly, I just kind of like came back to reality and was hopping off the off and off the uh, the little stance and thing. So like, I don't know. It just kind of happened. But um, how did Coach Capo you know, like it? No, Coach Capo wasn't. It wasn't the most excited about it. But um. <laughs> You know, we won, so it was kind of easier to get over, but he wasn't the most excited about it. Well, I got to ask you this, because I, I bet you saw these quotes from Filipowski after the game where he said of you guys, they're going to see this as their championship. It was really disrespectful, and we're going to remember that for the next time whenever anyone steps in the building again. Did you hear those quotes, and what do you make of them? Nah, that's my first time hearing that quote, and um, good. I mean, shoot, I'm always coming with ill intentions every time I play my opponent, so I hope you feel the same way. Also saying that you guys see that as, as your championship, but it seems like you have way higher ex- expectations here. Would you like to see Duke again along the road? Well, it doesn't matter who it is. Um, just like I said, anybody who plays us, I got ill intentions, and yes, I'm playing like there's a championship on the line. All anybody I play, no matter where I play, how I play. So I'm glad he feels that way because he's totally right. Do you have a red light in any situation from Coach Capel shooting? Oh, uh, uh, unfortunately, no. I, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, no. Um, he 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 lets me have my freedom and. I, I really do thank him for that, but um, I have to put a red light on myself. You know what I mean? And that's part of being a professional. But as far as Coach Coach gives me the freedom to make the plays I need to make, as long as he he knows my mindset is towards winning, so he know he trusts I doesn't do anything that that doesn't um help winning. So he trusts that, and that's where the green light comes from. Last thing I have, Blake, is when Pitt basketball started to make its comeback here way back in like two thousand two, three, four around there. They all would say, if you talk to guys like Julius Page and Krauser and Brandon Knight, that it began in practice, that the practices were unbelievably, you know, intense. What are your practices like? Same thing? Same thing. And, I mean, I love, I love, I love that because that's so true. And um, I, I, don't, I don't miss practice. Um, I, I've never been somebody. I, I'm not big on vet days, rest days. 
I don't miss practice. So as the leader of the team, if I'm not missing practice, I don't I don't expect anybody else to miss practice. I don't like reps. I got into an argument with Will Jeffries not too long ago about missing a rep. He wanted a coach told him to get in. I wanted an extra rep, so we got into a little argument for 20 seconds. <laughs> so like, I mean, that's the exact intensity I need everybody to have. You should want to play at all times and get better at all times, and that's what we have over here. Well, Blake, I appreciate you taking the time today. You guys are a lot of fun to watch right now. Hopefully, uh, much bigger games ahead. Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. I'll see y'all later. Blake Henson. He's great to talk to. Isn't he? I mean, in that performance last night, this is a fun team we're watching. It's a fun basketball team. And I'm going to stick with what I said yesterday. I don't know if the numbers would support this right now. They might. I don't know. But I think it's the most dangerous offensive team that Pitt has had since the beginning of the the Ben Hallen renaissance. I do. Because I think there's more guys here who can create their own shots, whether that's people getting in the lane like you saw last night or a ton of shooters. Some of those old Pitt teams were great and, and tons of fun to watch, but some didn't have one guy that you feared from the outside. And then maybe it was only one. This team has people all over the place. All we used to talk about was, yeah, when you get to the NCAA tournament, everything's great. When you get to the tournament and the biggest games and you're looking at Dwayne Wade and Tony Allen and people like that, Pitt doesn't have people who can create their own shots and score. You know? Well, they do now. And it's more than one. And I think that makes them incredibly dangerous moving forward. And they're only getting better. Well, they're getting hot at the right time. It took a while to have this team mold and gel and the younger guards. I mean, Blake talked about it. They had high school guys that came in. There are such big factors on this team. Carrington, who's getting NBA looks. Jalen Lowe's a really good player, was another high recruit. Marlon Barnes decided to redshirt. And two other transfers that have come in and start games, and yeah. Leggett and Zach Austin. So it's taken time, but now seeing what all this talent can do together. Leggett is a fun guy to watch, isn't he? He's explosive, both ends of the floor. He's a good defender as well. They're just fun to watch. Um, I don't even remember what he said about Filipowski. I got to go back and comb through that. He said that was the first time he heard those quotes. I thought they were insulting to Pitt, basically saying, yeah, this was their championship, right? That yeah, their well, game at Duke was their championship. You know, a couple uh, in other out. words, they, they won't be playing for real championships is what he was saying. If I'm capable, I have that thing plastered in my locker room for the rest of the year. That is printed out and put on a bulletin board somewhere. Talked about in practice, especially if they meet again in the ACC tournament, which is oh, very possible. Oh, that be great. Did you like that when he jumped up on the table? I loved it. I thought I. it was fantastic. I thought it was great. Yeah, and I know I'm sure Pitt, from just an internal optics standpoint, probably didn't like it too much. But he I said love Capel it. wasn't that excited you know, about Capel it. wasn't pleased. I love those moments. That's sports. It's fun. It should be fun. Moments like that are ones that we're going to remember for a very long time. And if Duke doesn't like it, win the game at home. Exactly. Win the game at home. I would love to see that again. He didn't do, like, anything completely extreme. Well, he didn't, I mean, he jumping didn't do, up on a table kind well, of is. But yeah, but that was the fun of it. He didn't do what the students were doing back to well, him. Well, then, no. If that would have been the case, it's a little bit different story. A lot different story. But it yes. was all in good fun. It was all in good fun. And you're right. I mean, that's his last trip there, and he won. And that's a big deal, you know? to win at Duke. All right, Jason Mackey coming up next. And 
it seems like there's a lot going on with the Pirates today. Edward Cabrera is a guy, wildly talented kid for the Marlins. A little wild, but man, I'd put him in my rotation right away and be very excited about the possibilities. Strikes out a ton of people. Are the Pirates going to get him? Is it going to happen today? A lot of rumors out there around this. Jason alluded to it today in his story, and I think Shelty's first address just happened. So let's get some newsy items from Jason Mackey live from Bradenton. Coming up next, fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia, Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. Social media's biggest loser brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Reserve your consultation at awaken180weightloss.com. It's usually Malsey because he uh, he's lost a lot of weight. So it, when you're a loser, you're a winner in that scenario. Him and Donnie football. Him and Donnie football. The Fan Text Line, brought to you by Edgar Snyder & Associates, personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. And our friend City Limits here has been um, studying and writing down, recording, I should say, the best text of the day because we're going to finish again with text in the city. And you have the music for that, I'm hoping. I didn't know there was music, but I'll find it. I'm glad we came in. Not my fault when I say I'm glad we came in organized today. I should have had the music ready for you, City Limits, and I apologize profusely. I accept your apology. Thank you. So he's uh, looking at the texts right now and taking the best ones of the day for the last segment, 412-928-9370. I've told you about my feet. They didn't feel too good for a long time. Pain in the joints of my big toes, misdiagnosed by people who, well, didn't know what they were talking about. This is gout. This is this. This is that. Change your diet. Do this. Do that. The Good Feet store had a different solution for me. Good Feet foot arch supports, customized, designed to provide pain relief, balance, comfort, fit in my shoe. I don't have to go out and buy shoes, whatever shoes I'm wearing, my golf shoes, my work shoes, which are sneakers. Or any other shoes I might have, they fit in there. Get extra firm, you can get extra soft. They promote maximum performance and versatility for every foot and every lifestyle. Because when you have foot pain, you don't feel like starting that new exercise program. You don't feel like getting out on the golf course or doing anything else. Maybe it manifests in lower back pain, stuff like that. It hurts and it's discouraging. Good Feet Store worked for me. It could work for you, the pain relief solution. I went to the Robinson Town Center store across from Ikea. There's one in Cranberry Township, Route 19 North, next to Walgreens. Check them out at goodfeet.com or come in and try the Good Feet feeling today. Comfort, energy, performance, and pain relief at the Good Feet Store. I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. After beating number 21 Virginia on the road by double digits last night, Pitt basketball, according to Joe Lenardi, is in the considered category in the ACC to potentially make the NCAA tournament and rank number 82 overall in the conference. Pitchers and catchers reported to Bradenton today as Jason Mackey will join us momentarily. There's rumors with the Miami Marlins and the Pirates with conversations surrounding Edward Cabrera as well as the Pirates signing Josh Fleming to a one-year contract that was announced today and the Osmani Grandal deal that was reported on Sunday during the Super Bowl has been officially announced with Johan Oviedo and Andy Rodriguez placed on the 60-day injured list. Headlines are powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more. Go to 937thefan.com.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. What's cooking? Brought to you by Mr. Rooter. Thank you, Mr. Rooter. Very kindly. Call 412-Rooter2 and brought to you by your local Geico rep, Tim Hester. Ah, thank you, Mr. Hester. Extra kindly. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers and new Silverado 1500 trucks. High of 39 with sunny skies today. I bet you it's a lot warmer in Bradenton. So let's go back to the Sullivan Super Service fan hotline to talk to our friend and yours, Mr. Jason Mackey. Mackey, pitchers, catchers, Sheltie talks. What's the newsiest item of the day here? <laughs> pitchers and catchers have reported. Um... I mean, the thing everybody's talking about back there, I feel like, is the starting pitcher. What are they going to do? Um, are they going to get, you know, pull off a trade for somebody? Um, and that's not happening here. Uh, but I would say that's the most pertinent story topic with the team right now. Down here, um, Yasmani Grandal is here. We talked to him uh, a little bit ago. Josh Fleming is here as well. He's probably like a tweener bullpen type. Um, you know, we talked to Shelty a few minutes ago just to check that box, Joe, and it's a lot about, you know, expectations have changed. They're hoping to conduct themselves differently. Not, not Maybe not differently, but, you know, strike a different tone. I mean, it's, a, it's about how many games they win, how they perform, not necessarily teaching and young guy stuff anymore. You reported today that there could be some interest in Edward Cabrera in Miami, who's a wildly talented kid. Is that, do you think those talks are heating up? Could something happen soon? And what would it take to get him? Yeah. Um, I would describe them as active. I don't know if I would say they're heating up or, or anything. I mean, there's been a healthy back and forth. Um, take to get him. I, I don't know. Um, but I will say this. I don't think it would be a deal that would like, I think the pirates can pull it off put it that way. I don't think it's outside the realm of possibilities. Now, if I look at the Marlins and I look at some other guys they have, um, you know, Braxton Garrett, Jesus Lazardo, Yuri Perez, like those guys, the, the Marlins might not even want a deal. And if they did, they'd be outside of the Pirates' comfort zone. I think the Pirates easily have the prospect capital to get somebody like Cabrera. Um, 
you know, do they agree on something? I'm not saying they do. I'm saying that, you know, I think that the discussions at this point have been healthy. Um, but I, I don't think it would take like a, an, un, how do I say it? Just like an unattainable, you know, amount of prospects or an, a, an amount of prospects that would kill them. G1 Bay is a name that gets mentioned. Yes. Yeah, that's certain, certainly in there. Um, you know, they're going to, if they acquire a starting pitcher, they're going to deal from a position of strength, which would be Bay, Gonzalez, Pagaro. Like, I fully believe that. Now, what what surrounds that, I think that's probably up for debate. Who like, has yeah, the... I don't, I, Go, ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't think they're going to want to give up, you know, Salamedo, Chandler, some of their, certainly not Skeens, you know, Tamar, guys like that. They're, they're like upper-level prospects. Now, will they be willing to move guys, you know, who are still ranked in the top 30, but at the lower levels of the minor leagues? Yeah, probably. I, I would think those are the, the guys that we're talking about to get a deal done. For second base, is it a wide open, even competition, or does Pagaro or Gonzalez have the inside track going in here? Nah, I'd probably lean toward wide open, you know, of those two options, Joe. Um, the only thing I, I would maybe caution that with is I think Leo Pagaro made a greater impression last year. Um, and not that, that, you know, they're going to be evaluating who starts there based on what somebody did last year, but I think we'd go into it at least on day one with Pagaro probably having the, the friendlier track. I think he demonstrated um, more of an ability to put the bat on the ball consistently. Uh, Gonzalez just struck out too much. I think there's more there, but he is, he's been able to show less. So, I mean, at this point, if, I, if I'm predicting somebody, I'm going Pagaro. Um, but, you know, I, I think they'd be smart to let it play out, and I think that's the way they're going to do it throughout the spring. Jason Mackey on the Sullivan Super Service Fan Hotline. Um, man, we had an interesting conversation with Michael McHenry today. I'll tell you that much, Mackey. This guy was Is there on... ever an uninteresting conversation with Ford? Come on. He was in Fuego. He thinks that the Pirates may want Henry Davis in order to really learn the tools of the trade behind the plate to begin the season in triple a. Have you heard anything like that? Well, I think it's my, I think that's an option from what I understand. Um, I think they're going to let Davis tell them what he can handle. Um, I think, yeah, if it does not go well, catching wise, certainly offensively, I don't think they'll be afraid to put Henry behind the plate. My understanding on that is like they want Henry's the catcher. They want Henry to catch. Um, I, I've heard little to nothing about the right field experiment. I actually asked Henry about that this morning. Like, how much has anybody talked to you? He said, not at all. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, w- I would co-sign with that with Fort with the, the explanation that, you know, they're not looking to do that. If Henry hits and plays defense solidly, I think he has a very good chance of making the major league club, but I don't think they're going to be afraid to send him to AAA if that's what his development requires. Well, the question for me is, what if he tears the cover off the ball and is awful defensively? Then what do I you know. do? I know. I, you got to keep him on the big league roster, right? I asked. I, think, I asked. I, I asked him. Yeah. Is it worth it to invest all that time and energy in him becoming a major league catcher? If he's already hitting, like, you know, and he said, you know, that is the question. W- would it be worth it? Yeah, I mean, I, I would have to see how bad the defense is, Joe. But, and how, how, like, what's the offense look around it? Like, if they didn't have his bat and other guys were hitting, could we be okay with it? Is the defense really horrendous? But if you made me answer one way or the other right now, I'd probably lean with you and say I keep the bat. I just think they need it too much. 
He also said that if it were up to him, he'd have, he'd have McCutcheon as his leadoff guy. You? No, I would not. I disagree with Ford on that one. I'm going O'Neill Cruz. I, I love the uniqueness that he provides at that spot. I, I respect Kutch. It's certainly no indictment of him. Um, I, I also talked to Kutch about this last year in Detroit where, like, he made one of those faces that everybody has seen McCutcheon make. It's kind of tough to – I asked about hitting leadoff, and he's like, I'll do it. You know, I like that's what my team needs. I don't think he loves it. I don't think Kutch goes into this thing hoping to hit leadoff. Cruz legitimately likes hitting there. Um, so, I, to me, I'm looking to put guys in a, a, a place where, like, I know they're going to be happy but also produce. And I, I just – I like Cruz so much there that I don't want to move him. Speaking of Cruz, what clues are you getting um, about his health? McHenry He's feels good. like it'll mostly be, you know, the mental recovery is the big part of it. I, I want to know if this guy is 100% physically the same guy we saw before the injury, if he can do everything he did before that. Do you think we'll yeah. see that in spring training? I do. I do, Joe. I was watching him run yesterday. looked fine. Um, he was not here today. Obviously, he's not required to be here every day until the 19th. Um, I mean, I watched the dude hit in Philly last year at the end of the regular season. That was not a young man who was in, you know, um, limited in any way. Um, obviously, it's different, you know, running, sprinting, diving, fielding, all that stuff. And we'll have to wait and see how that works out. But, I, boy, I, everything they say is he's 100%. Last time we talked to Derek Shelton, he was talking about like getting videos of Cruz and how happy it makes him seeing what he's doing in the Dominican. I, I do not anticipate any hang-up whatsoever with O'Neill physically. I mean, obviously, I think there's going to be an adjustment mentally, right? Nobody goes from playing nine games to 155 and doesn't experience some sort of hiccup, even the best players in the world. But I, I really I, I think this kid is going to have a fantastic year, Joe, which I know is a, an extremely hot take to say that I think that O'Neill Cruz is going to be good. But, yeah, I'm not worried about him. Well, those are the three biggest questions for me in this spring training is sure. the, the health of O'Neill Cruz – can Hank Davis catch? And, of course, the third one, not necessarily in this order, when are we going to see Skeens? McHenry said he thinks not until May at least and maybe early June. You? Yeah, I mean, about that. I've been saying mid-May. Um, I'm not going to move off of that. I would add one question to your three biggest storylines of spring, Joe, and just add the starting pitching situation and what the heck is going on there. But, yeah, I think Skeens is a – an interesting one. Um, we talked to him this afternoon just a little bit ago, too, about whether he's going into this, you know, expecting to earn a job. And he said all the right things. What did he say? Very well. That he's going into this wanting to learn as much as possible, but of course he's competing for a job. Like, he would never not be competing for a job. You know, that's how he goes every day, trying to, you know, earn as much as possible. Um, I, I don't think there's any way he makes the big club out of spring, though. I just don't. I mean... They talk a lot about him only pitching, I think, six and two-thirds, six and a third, whatever it is, professional innings. And, I mean, some of that's fair. Like, I think they want to see him get on a five-day schedule. I think they want to see him probably wouldn't – it wouldn't shock me if they had him make a couple starts at Altoona. I think he'll probably succeed wildly there. And then he goes up to Indianapolis, makes a couple there. We've talked about the year of control. Like, if they deny him from reaching a full year of service, they keep him for an extra year, which I get. They're not saving any money. That's just a business strategy. Um, you know, and I, I don't think they're going to super to him. I, I, I've said that, and I just uh, assuming he pitches well, I don't think you can. I think it would just look ridiculous. But 
yeah, you get through a couple of minor league starts, he shows that he can do it. I think he'll be up here. All right, the last question, and I want to be very careful how I phrase it. Uh, Trevor Bauer is out there for the Major League Minimum. When last we saw him, he was really good. Uh, the year before that, he won the Cy Young Award not too long ago for the Major League Minimum. So we know there's some accusations in his recent past, but I have to ask you, I mean, G1 Bay, uh, I believe, was was uh, suspended for 30 games by Major League Baseball in 2019 for a domestic, uh, alleged domestic incident. Aroldis yep. Chapman has some history in that area. So why is it, do they consider it to be worse with Bauer? Because he was never charged with anything. I don't really know enough about his past to make a comment on it. It just seems curious that a team like the Pirates, given the fact that they're showing that they are willing to have people on their team with somewhat of a history with that, would just say absolutely not with Bauer. I know. Well, and and they are very interested in Domingo Herman, who has a I think eighty game domestic violence suspension and just got out of rehab for, you know, having a severe drinking problem. Um, so I mean, with Bauer, as I understand it, the issue is not related to his off field transgressions. I, I think. You know, not that they wouldn't be concerned about them or take them seriously. I think the, um, you know, sort of line of demarcation, so to speak, with Bauer is his off-field reputation, and I don't think they want that. I don't think they want to deal with what he would be fit baseball-wise, that sort of thing. I think there's a, you know, maybe if you look at him compared to Domingo Herman, like there's a feeling, or at least if they would sign Herman, I think it would be that they have this feeling that he has changed and he feels differently and he's been to rehab and he's really – desperate for a second chance and has done things to, to just who he is where Bauer is kind of like, you know, they don't have that same confidence. And I don't know if they're right or wrong. I got, I'm not levying an opinion. I'm just trying to explain like where I think the, the, the hiccup is like why they haven't signed Trevor Bauer. I don't think it's because they're scared off by the allegations and stuff this off season. I just think they don't see him as a fit with their team. Interesting. It really is because I mean that's that's a guy who I think would walk in and potentially honestly be your number one starter. There's that still that potential. He's only thirty three years old. All right, Jason. Uh, am I missing anything here? Well, I'm I'm afraid of. Oh, here's one. And it's another. <laughs> this is always it's always a scary place in your brain, Joe. Uh, I'm I'm also playing off uh, McHenry here. Tamar Johnson. See him in September. He said Quinn Priester starts in AAA. Those were two of his predictions. You agree? Yeah. Uh, uh, Tamar, I, I, yeah, I, I have a tough time with that one. He's either 19 or 20. I think he's going to start double A. I mean, if things go well, like they should have pieces at that position, not necessarily be auditioning guys. I mean, even if they don't go as well, like you're, I have a tough time not seeing or seeing like Key Brian and O'Neill not on the team in September. So that leaves the right side of the infield. Like, you I don't know. I'm kind of talking in circles. I, I'd be more okay with the Quinn Priester projection than I would with the Tamar one. Thank you, Mackie. All right, Joe. Maybe Thank we you. can talk. Uh, when are we going to talk again? If there's a trade, let's talk tomorrow. You tell me, buddy. Always available for you, but only you. What a nice man he is, huh? City limits? Oh, he's just the best. Is he still there? He is. I'm, I'm still here. I, I didn't hear well, the take, click. City limits. Take him away from me, and you say goodbye to him. That's goodbye, how Jason. this works. <laughs> by, uh, by limits. I, I can't call you awesome. i got to call you limits. I love that nickname, by the way. I Joe. do, that too. Is some of your best work. 
but yet he tries to call me Mr. P. Are we done here no. yet? I, well, there's L- things L- we Mr. have to P. get to. Limits. Goodbye, Jason. Bye, Thank Goodbye, you. Bye, Jason. Bye, Joe. Hit the music, will you? There we go. It's time for today's version of Text in the City. Our friend Austin City Limits has been compiling texts dutifully throughout the show, and he's going to read some of the best here as we get into the final three minutes. We're going to do this every single day. Go ahead. Riddle me this, Batman. Oh, it- oh here's, the, here's the rule. You weren't here yesterday. Yeah. We're going to rate these on a scale of 1 to 10 based on whatever your rating system might be. Mine is how well written is it? Right. Is it poignant? Is it funny? Is it a good point? Is it a bad point? All of that. Here we go. Riddle me this, Batman. Is it too far beyond the stretch of one's imagination to be starting Where's two the text from? quarterbacks from next season? A man called next season? No. No name given. No name. Oh, I forgot. That's another rule. No anonymous text. But now that you're into this one, go ahead. The right coach would make that happen. Suspend your doubt for just one second and give the guys an opportunity. So two quarterbacks. Imagine that would be what? Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett? Or Kenny Pickett and Justin Fields? And let it ride and see who the best man can win. What the hell are you talking about? That's the text. Where did that text start and where did it end? It started with, riddle me this, Batman. It ended with, forget that one. That one sucked. That one's gone. zero. I'd still rather have Kirk Cousins, Justin Fields. Who's the text from? It doesn't give a name. You got to get names on the text. Not all of them have names. All right. I just said that. Here's a guy named Bill. Bill, okay. Guy named Bill said he was at Waste Management, the Open on Friday, and it was the worst golf experience he's ever had. (laughs) It was worse than any Steeler game I've ever been to. Many fans were very disrespectful, and the comments from the unruly fans went over the line because the heckling took personal shots at the players. I give that one an eight. I like, you know, I, I, I kind of like that. I like the heckling. I like all the stuff we talked about, except maybe the drunken, naked uh, running into sand bunkers or whatever the hell they were doing. I don't know. City limits. Just read the guy's name and then the text. I don't need it. You, Not you everybody puts their name. It. It's just a number. I and... know, but you even characterized that one. You said Bill, who was at this thing. Just read the name and then the text. That was the text. You said I was. I know, at... but you All introduced right. the text with a, like a like a summary of it. <laughs> just name and text. Here's a text. Okay. Golfers needing From abs- who? It doesn't say Jeez. a name. Oh. Unknown. Ah! Unknown texter. Uh, was it this? Was this Can segment you, so much better yesterday? That yes, everybody gave strike names. The anonymous texts. City limits. Just read the, the, the. Get me one with a name on it. Oh my god. He's reading now. He's frantically reading. <laughs> frantically Why don't these looking. people put their names on these things? Give me. All right. Here's Ronnie and Johnstown. Ronnie and Johnstown. I'd rather get Russell Wilson at the league minimum than an unpolished Justin Fields and give the house away. Okay, I wouldn't like to give the house away. I'd rather have Fields than Wilson, though. But I think that's an okay text. It's a five. The segment sucked today. One more. And we'll try again tomorrow. Okay. Carol and Clinton. It's Carol typical the Pirates draft a player number one overall as a catcher, only You're to find— the text too fast. It's typical Pirates to draft a player number one overall as a catcher, only to find that he can't catch. Is it typical or it's typical? It's typical. Is it? I don't know. Who's the other guy that drafted number one overall? They drafted Tony Sanchez fourth. And they drafted Reese McGuire. Yeah, I think she made a good point. I'll give her text to seven. That's fair. Text in a city. It'll be better next time. Are you you coming in tomorrow? I'll be here tomorrow. We'll try to do better tomorrow. Thank you, City Limits. Thank you, Joe. one hell of a man. I do my best. You really are. How about Blake Kinson today? Was he great or what? He was fantastic.
unfiltered guy. He's wonderful. Other than the time you abandoned your post and we went off the air. and then We did not go off the air. We were on the, the air. Fi- screwing up the final segment. I thought you had a hell of a day. Yes. Thank you, Pony. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. Pitchers and catchers reported to Bradenton today. The Pirates also signed lefty reliever former Tampa Bay pitcher Josh Fleming in a one-year deal. Also announced the Osmani Grandal one-year contract. And the Bucks have put Andy Rodriguez and Johan Oviedo on the 60-day injured list. Pens tonight against the Florida Panthers at 7.30. And also back tomorrow against the Chicago Blackhawks in a back-to-back. That one on the road at 8.30. Headlines are powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more. Go to 937thefan.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.